Now broadcasting from inside Furry Heads rent free, he's gonna tell you what it's really like to be a furry and he's not holding back. Get ready for your weekly dose from the prescriber of the hard truth on Unleashed. Here's your host, Lifty Husky. Greetings folks and welcome to another episode of Unleashed. My name is Lifty and I will be the prescriber of the hard truth this morning. And I'm pretty sure that everybody's prescription has been running out and I apologize for not being there to refill your prescriptions of the hard truth. Uh, unfortunately, we had some technical issues and Taxi was moving into some new and bigger, better places, right? Oh, that's definitely true. I have finally moved into a better place. Oh, very so, good. And so you're already settled, right? I am settled, and I am ready to uh, refill your laughter prescriptions. Oh, very good. Very good. Very yeah. good. They're good pills, by the way. <laughs> Everybody needs a good dose of laughter every once in a while. So I'm glad to have you with us. And I'm glad to also have you with us. You, the audience, are with us as we talk about the issues that the furry fandom loves to bitch about. <laughs> uh, this is Unleashed, and tonight we are talking about Twitter. Twatter. Uh, Twitter, twatter, twitter, twats. Twit twats. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, 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 yes. So we got to talk about Twitter because furry Twitter has been in a tizzy for the past week. And of course, they've been talking on Twitter about a lot of things. A lot of things, because a lot of things have happened over the past week. So... First and foremost, let's start off by talking about this email that Elon Musk has sent out to whatever is left of his employees. Back on Wednesday, mm -hmm. Elon Musk sent out an email to the rest of his employees saying that he is looking to build a more hardcore Twitter. This is what is my in his mind is called Twitter 2.0 and that he wants hard workers that they are expected to work longer hours in the office to make sure that Twitter runs efficiently and works better and to also bring up new ideas for Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And that at the end, it does, it does say that if you don't want to do this, you can get three months severance and then you'll be let go. But if you want to continue working for Twitter, you have until that Thursday to make your decision in the email. You can just click yes or no. If you click yes, you continue to work for Twitter. If you click no, then here's your three-month severance. Thank you for working with us. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. <laughs> and I've, you know, it's amazing how much bitching I've heard about this email. Why are they bitching? <laughs> Exactly, Why? exactly my point. So, I mean, working for Twitter is like a dream job for most tech devs because they're working for like a really well-known company that everybody interacts with. Everybody knows what Twitter is, except I've heard a lot of passive-aggressive tweets from employees about Twitter and about how Elon is driving it to the ground, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, you know, it's really unprofessional for these people to unload in public about their boss like this. And, mm -hmm. you know, Elon, Elon is very right to respond in kind. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's the owner. I mean, he has every right. So the people that have been uh, 
responding to these tweets or, you know, the, making these tweets, they've, of course, been fired and sometimes fired in hilarious ways. In ways. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> like, you, you, you send out a, a really fiery tweet about Elon, and then the, ne- and the first response is Elon Musk saying, You're fired. <laughs> just, just like that. You're fired. Yeah. You're fired. Turn in your it, badge. Not- <laughs> turn in your laptop. Get out. <laughs> Get off Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Log out of here. Not only that, but, you know, with them bitching about being fired or bitching about Twitter and, you know, getting let, getting let go, other people find out about this, other companies, and would they really want to hire this POS that's doing all the bitching? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good I luck getting know. another job. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's an interesting question, to be brutally honest. Yeah, it really is. Because, you know, companies talk yeah companies look at social media oh yeah absolutely especially now absolutely they'll look at that and say hmm we really want to hire this guy i mean he'll probably pop Mm -hmm. off on twitter about us if he doesn't like us (laughs) right if he doesn't like the job oh he'll oh we'll know about it we'll know about it on twitter that's it we'll know we know where to look yep Absolutely. I mean, it does. It is a good question. (laughs) So anyway, Elon gave out this email. That's basically just a yes or no question saying, do you still want to work for Twitter? Yes or no. If you say no, you get three months severance. We'll let you go, but you get three months severance. Hell, if I got three months severance out of my job, I'd be saying to my job, bye. Bye. Get out of here. I'm gone, Felicia. I'm gone. Bye. (laughs) And these people are getting like six-figure incomes out of working for Twitter. They've been working for Twitter for who knows how many years under a six-figure income. They've been living the high life. And then they get three-month severance on top of that. And they have skills that are marketable to other tech jobs. Yeah, like Oracle. Go to Oracle. So, I mean, three-month severance... Hell, that's like a three-month vacation. Three-month paid vacation by Twitter. Who who cares? Go go click that no, get your severance, and go see the world. I don't give a fuck. You got three months oh, severance. <laughs> you got three months to look for a job, and it's all paid. Go! And then you have these people, these people crying crocodile tears about all these tech bros saying, Oh, no, no, they're, they're losing their jobs. No, they have 24 hours to talk it over with their family. No, 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 wrong. No, no, wrong. They don't have 24 hours to discuss it with their family. They've had since the moment Elon Musk got into Twitter headquarters, holding that sink in his hands. Yeah. To figure it out whether they want to work for Twitter or not. Not this whole 24 hours bullshit. They had plenty of time to let that sink sit in. (laughs) Yeah, they had plenty of time to let let that that sink sink in. in. Yeah. Let it sink in. (laughs) What Elon was doing is basically putting their feet to the fire. If you still, if you have cold feet by this time at 5 p.m. tomorrow, then you don't need to be in Twitter anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what he's saying. 
So no, 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 really? don't, don't cry. Don't tell me that these people, oh no, they're losing their gerbs. They're, they need to talk it over. The f they had plenty of time. I don't want to hear it from you. Yeah. And you know what's even worse? Have you seen this? Libs of TikTok, they tweeted out this video of a day in the life of a Twitter employee. You've got to listen to it because it is so entitled. There's, it's dripping with entitlement. Listen to this. Welcome to a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So this past week went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged in, honestly took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also this started my morning off with an iced so matcha annoying. from the perch. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pod rooms, which were so cool. They're literally noise canceling. Took my meeting, got ready for lunch. Look how delicious this food looks. Oh my goodness, I was so overwhelmed. Then made my way down to this log cabin area. I don't know what this is, but it was really cool. Played some foosball with my friends to kind of unwind a bit. Um, also found this really cool meditation room that I thought was super neat. Um, I didn't do any yoga, but they have this yoga room if you were a yogi, so also thought that was really cool. Um, had a couple more meetings in the afternoon, had a ton of projects that we needed to knock out. Say hi to my teammates. Um, <laughs> went to the, went to the library to kind of get some more work done. Obviously what? had to have our afternoon coffee, so made some espresso. And then before leaving for the day, had some red wine, um, that's on Excuse top. me? What? What the fuck? Hey. Give me some red wine on the tap, why don't you? Yeah, I would love seriously. if my employer had red wine on the tap, had a cafeteria, had a juice bar, had a yoga studio, had nap pods, had a library. Yeah. I'd love all that shit. I don't have anything of that. None of that. I ain't got shit. Nah. Give me that shit. You know what's nice about what what happens at my work? Is that every so often my employer will buy pizza or buy Mission Barbecue and just treat everybody to free lunch. That's the that's it. It's nothing like this. No, that sounds like a vacation. You want me to absolutely cry for these people that they're losing their jobs? No. No, this is what I got to say to these people. Every single one of them. Absolute <laughs> entitlement. Entitlement oh God, that's from so all entitled. of them. The fact that they were offered all of this by the old guards of Twitter, and they thought that their life was guaranteed, that their job was guaranteed, that all of this that they took for granted, all of this was guaranteed. And then all of a sudden, Elon Musk comes in and just basically <laughs> the whole thing and starts taking away everything that they took for granted. Now they want to bitch and whine, and it's like, oh no, we're working so hard, and we're working so many hours, and I, I can't imagine the last time I was working. Oh, boo-hoo, cry me a river. Cry me a fucking river. I've worked 12 hours days before. Boo-hoo, you got a wine bar. Yeah, I've worked 12 hours days before, yeah. and by God, I need a wine bar after 12 hours. I don't get that. I've done 12-hour nights. Yeah, give me yeah. that wine bar. Yeah. On tap too. Damn. <laughs> yes, please, oh, please, please, please. On tap. I've oh, got God. my sixty-four ounce. Please just fill it with the Moscato and book it. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what it's gonna feel like. Get that butt ice.
by far the mo the stupidest conversations I've had with furries had to be about the layoffs on Twitter because people thought that, oh my God, oh, these people are losing their gerbs. Blah, 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 blah. Oh no, oh no, it's the end of the world. Twitter's going to crash. Twitter's still around. Yeah, it's still functioning. Even after 7,500 people lost their jobs at Twitter, Twitter's still functioning. Good. Thank you, servers. People can split hairs all they want and say, oh, well, there's outages. There's more outages now. And like, Twitter is still working. Yeah. Twitter is still running. And for the most part, Twitter is still functioning exactly how it was before he came into the building with a sink in his hands. Isn't that amazing? You know what the difference is? I'll tell you a couple differences. The difference between then and now is that now you can say words like groomer. Yeah, groomer. Pedophile. There, yeah, speaking of, there's far less pedophiles yep. on Twitter now. Draining the swamp, he's cleaning house. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he brought in that sink. He needed to clean the filth. Yeah, off his hands. <laughs> yeah, he needed to wipe the filth off his hands. Yeah, as soon as, as uh, soon as he got into Twitter and it felt the griminess, it's like, ew, I need a sink, ew. Yeah. Oh, I got a sink here in my hands. <laughs> Let me just wash this, the, the grime and filth off that, off, off the, ew. Yeah, ew. <laughs> ew. Get off, like, get, get off Twitter. Ew. ew. Get off my hands. Ew. <laughs> so I want everybody to explain to me, how exactly is Twitter getting worse? Hmm. <laughs> you know I, how exactly is twitter getting worse i think it's <laughs> ten thousand times better it is and i was actually going to suggest you play the cricket sound <laughs> oh yeah well, there you go there you go yeah, yeah ex i mean explain to me how it's worse do you really want a twitter to go do you really want twitter to go back the way it was with a bunch of pedophiles and censorship and also debs who knew about the the pedophiles and decided to do nothing about it yeah that happened by the way oh yeah yeah it did happen so i have these tweets by eliza eliza blue on twitter and um she was very ecstatic about this because she was a human trafficking survivor advocate she tweeted out over the weekend that since elon musk and the, the team on twitter they changed the way that you can report child sexual molestation tweets. And since then, like almost literally overnight, the top three tags on Twitter that were used to share pedophilic content almost virtually disappeared off the site. And I'm like, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And it's amazing yeah. when somebody gives a shit about something and they actually like have the tools at their disposal to do something about it and they actually do something about it it's amazing what that doing does it's amazing it really how people is. notice nowadays you can actually report child sexual abuse and molestation content on twitter way way easier than before because now it's all part of the same reporting form whereas Reporting child sexual molestation content was actually a separate form that was difficult to find. I noticed that. Believe it or not, it was harder to 
report child sexual abuse and molestation content on Twitter back when Parag Agrawal and company were running it, then when Elon Musk was running it. And that's all because the people who are running Twitter right now actually give a shit and have all the tools at their disposal to do something about it, and they did it. They did something. And of course, Eliza Blue, she, uh, she was totally ecstatic, and I'm like, hell yes. We are making Twitter better. And I argue with everybody, again, how is Twitter worse? Explain to me how Twitter is worse. We have a better system of reporting this heinous information, this heinous content, and getting it off Twitter. And that also uh, goes along with uh, what was being tweeted also almost the very next day. So you may have missed this because there were there were there was bigger news that was hitting the uh, media circus uh, this past weekend, and we'll get to that in a moment. But um, but okay. hear hear me out here. Hear me out here. So there was there was some news that kind of flew over everybody's radar. The luxury company called Balenciaga, a Spanish uh, luxury a fashion house uh, that have been mm. making shoes that are too rich for my blood <laughs> for for many years now they've actually released new photos of their of their new line and it's disturbing it's it's really fucking disturbing because these uh these photos are they want you to look at these photos and think nothing of them because they have normalized it they want to normalize it but I'm telling you, pay attention. If, if anything, if you take anything away from, this, from tonight's podcast, it's this. Pay attention. That's the key words here. Pay attention. Because again, this is a story that kind of flew over everyone's head because the media wasn't touching it. Tucker Carlson talked about it, but nobody else wanted to touch it. Okay. So Balenciaga, they released these photos and you've got to see them because they're kind of, they're very disturbing. So then the first photo uh, tweeted by at shoe on head on Twitter. <laughs> no, that's Sorry. no, that's literally that's literally the the person who tweeted this. Uh, shoe on head on Twitter tweeted these p- photos out. Uh, Balenciaga released photos of their fall clothing line, and they show this child, this young girl. She's got to be like four or five years old. And she's holding this like really ugliest sin, like teddy bear kind of thing. I think we retweeted it about this too. If we didn't, oh, well, there we, uh, there we go. Yeah. So she's holding this really bizarre looking teddy bear. But here's the part that, that the needle scratch moment. This teddy bear is wearing bondage equipment. What? what? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. This is a teddy yeah. bear. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Twitter, twitter.com slash Unleash. You will see it. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. But you see oh what I mean? This, this teddy bear is wearing bondage equipment, is wearing a bondage harness. It looks like a harness that you'd see on some really horny furries. And it's got accessories. Yeah, this is Balenciaga. And then you flip to the other photo, and you see the same thing. This little girl, this sad-looking little girl wearing an oversized shirt, and right below her is this creepy-looking teddy bear with 
bondage equipment. And I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to tell here, Balenciaga? Like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Subliminally. <laughs> yeah, this what is very subliminal. That's the point. They don't yeah. want you. They want you to think nothing of this. They want you to think, oh, there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. It's just a little girl holding a teddy bear. That teddy bear is wearing a harness. What the fuck? Fishnet, harness, uh, straps. Yeah. 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 Bondage. Bondage. Yeah. Yeah. Bondage. Bondage equipment. Yeah. Why is the teddy bear wearing bondage equipment? Tell me, why on earth would you give a teddy bear like that to a four-year-old? But here's the thing that probably would have flown over everybody's heads if it wasn't explained by anybody. So you see the photo with the purse, yeah. the Balenciaga purse, it and it's just like laying on top of some papers. So you might think, just looking at this photo, that it's just, you know, a bunch of papers, you know, strewn about. Oh, it's just a typical, you know, it's just a typical office workplace, you know, with a up-and-coming executive woman going up in the ranks, and she's just laying her her purse down on all of her work. But you take a closer look at those papers, and the devil is in the details. I swear to you, the devil is in the details. So the papers that this purse is laying on are actually the opinions of a Supreme Court case regarding online sexual pedophilic content what what the fuck i'm not kidding oh, <laughs> i'm not boy. fucking kidding i'm not wasting your time here holy like shit. why <laughs> of, of all the things all the things that they could have just put that purse on they could have typed in laura mipsum dolorit blah blah blah, blah. A million times and just put two columns about that and just strewn it about in, on a desk and put the purse on there. Taking a photo, it would still look the same. But, oh my God, why this? Whoever took the photos is a, is a dumbass. What the hell? <laughs> oh, I'm trying. I think they're... I think they're trying to tell people something. I think so, too. And I think that these people, these, these elites, have been so normalized to pedophilia they're they're pedophiles oh straight underneath up. Oh. the surface yeah they're pedophiles underneath the surface who knows what they do to kids and they don't tell anybody directly but they do it discreetly like this just you know like wink wink nudge nudge to those who they think are paying attention who they think are one of them Ugh. And they were like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Eh, nobody will tell on us. No, nobody, nobody. Use the safe word. Yeah, that's the safe word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. They're doing, they are showing their ass. They're showing their bare ass and spreading their cheeks wide, thinking, ah, ha, ha, nobody's going to shove anything in my ass. Here you go. And what happened is that somebody like Shoe on Head actually sees what's going on, decides to find the biggest cactus in the desert, and rocket launch it right at their ass. <laughs> you gotta love it when you see it. You gotta love it when you see it. So now Balenciaga is in deep, deep shit because people are starting to notice. Thanks to people like Shoe on Head, Tucker Carlson, 
it's getting around. It's getting around to the point where Balenciaga leaves Twitter once mm. Elon Musk has taken over. And I've just got to ask, why are you running? Why are you running? Yeah, why? Well, you got to hide. Oh, is it because Elon Musk made it so damn easy to report your pedophilic tendencies? Why are you running? If you have nothing to hide, if your entire fashion house is squeaky clean, <laughs> why are you running? <laughs> and even better, so they have a they have an Instagram page. They had an Instagram page actually. Fourteen point three million followers of Balenciaga. It's all gone. <laughs> all of it. Oh, all erased. Every like that? single photo. Every single photo gone. Why are you running? Good Lord, what is happening in there? They got something to hide. That's why I'm saying pay attention. Because all of this bitching and whining and gnashing of teeth about Twitter employees and, oh no, Twitter, Twitter tech bros, they're losing their gerbs. Oh no, my girls who code, they've been working for Twitter for two years at the juice bar and they've been <laughs> sipping on red wine and cleaning toilets and whatnot and they're losing their gerbs. Oh no, they need to talk to their family. It's all a distraction. All of it. Yep. What you need to be paying attention is what the fuck is Balenciaga doing? Because Balenciaga is only the tip of the iceberg. I guarantee you, under the surface, there is a huge, huge iceberg that's just waiting out there in the sea for us to crash into. And then we're going to all be like, holy shit, how the fuck did we not notice? We were trying to tell you! <laughs> yeah we were yeah. trying to tell you yeah we were warning y'all so you don't end up like the titanic oh there you go that so if you ever wonder like what is this uh court case that this purse is being laid on it's uh called ashcroft versus free speech coalition hmm 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 and also United States versus Williams. And again, it's about criminalizing the possession and distribution of material pandered as child pornography. But that's all you really need to know. That's all you need to know. Why this? Of all the things, I know that in the world of, of photography, you of course have to set the scene. You have to, you have to work. Like, Setting, setting the scene up that you're seeing with this purse, it takes work. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, setting the scene for this, for this purse, setting the scene with these kids, and having them posed in a certain way, that all takes work. And the devil is in the details. Because if the details didn't matter, none of this would exist. Like, the, the teddy bear with the, with the bondage on it, the write-ups of Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition, none of that would exist if the details didn't matter. The details matter, folks. And you've got to ask, why this? Yeah, why this? So Kirsten, AEW some mom, tweeted out that there's something else going on. So there's this other photo that she tweeted out uh, that shows this girl standing over a huge pile of papers and notebooks and folders on a desk. 
She's wearing a shirt that kind of has the Adidas logos, but instead it says Balenciaga on the bottom. And of course, you see that uh, same purse that you saw in the first uh, tweet again. And you see that purse. And the, like I said, the devil is in the details. So there's a paper here from Metro Management Services. And then you Google it. Metro Management Services have become the premier boutique property management firm in Northern Virginia and surrounding areas. Then you look further. Oh, over 2,000 kids are reported missing in D.C. every year. Oh, The wow. missing kids of Washington, D.C. and social media. What the fuck? Whoa. What the fuck? Again, what are they trying to tell us? The, the, the devil is in the details here. Yeah, they are. It is. Devil's there in the details. And instead of looking at the details here, we want to just bitch and moan about how Elon Musk is the next incarnation of Hitler and how, oh no, he's being so unreasonable by just giving them 24 hours to respond to an email and click yes or no and get three months severance. I was like, oh, bitch off. Fuck off. No, fuck you. No. Can I have. Quiet. Quiet. Can I have your three-month servants? Can I? <laughs> yeah, give if me you, that three-month servants. If you don't want Elon it, I'll Musk, take it. Give me, just give me three-month servants for doing absolutely nothing. You did it with 7,500 of your employees. Give it they to me. Yeah, give they, it to me. They did absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liza Blue, she tweeted out the three biggest hashtags used by child abusers selling child sexual abuse material on Twitter have virtually been eliminated. And then you find this, that Balenciaga just decided, oh, we're just going to leave Twitter. (laughs) 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 I mean, I want a G. I wonder why. What are you trying to tell us, Balenciaga? Why are you running? Why are you running? Where are you going? (laughs) Yeah, where are you going? If you don't have nothing to hide, why are you running? Yeah, exactly. This is interesting. But again, yeah. this is this completely went over everyone's heads. And the media declined to report on it, except for Tucker. He decided to touch on it. Thank you, Tucker. Absolutely. Hat tip to Tucker Carlson for actually touching on this. Tuck Tucker Carlson and uh, Shoe on Head. Shoe on, on Twitter. Like if you were talking to furries this past weekend, you'd think that, oh, you know, the the biggest story was, oh no, Elon is being such an unreasonable person. Oh no. How dare he send out an email? How unprofessional. <laughs> and tell them, oh, you need to decide in 24 hours. Bitch, if you did not decide by now, you don't need to be working for Twitter. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is the whole point he was saying. From the minute he walked in holding a sink in his hands, that was the moment that everybody needed to think about whether or not they wanted to continue with this company because everybody should know by that point, Twitter is going to be a lot different. And if you don't get the memo, get out. 
You don't need you don't need to come into work. You don't need to go to the nap pause. You don't need to go to the yoga studio. You don't need the cafeteria. You don't need the juice bar. You don't need the wine on tap. You don't need any of this shit. Get out. Get on out of here. You don't need it. Because you honestly cannot decide what needs to be important in your life. They get out of here with this whole 24 <laughs> hours to decide. No, no, no. They didn't they didn't have 24 hours. They had a fucking month. They had a fucking month to decide. Yeah. And now did. he's holding their feet to the fire. He doesn't want to mm. go through a bunch of tweets from disgruntled employees that are talking behind his back every so often and firing them whenever he sees them. He wants to just put it out there once and for all. Do you want to stay with Twitter or go? And if you can't decide by 5 p.m. Thursday afternoon, then nah, you don't need to be on Twitter anymore. Fuck that. Fuck these people. Dang, that sounds reasonable. I mean, that's common sense right there. And you know, working. Three months yeah. severance is pretty damn reasonable. Uh, yeah, that Especially is with these people. Fuck, I need it. Hundred grand tech jobs? Hell yes. Sign me up for that severance. <laughs> yeah, this isn't middle class work here. No, these people are getting paid good. These people have been getting paid good. Hell, these people have a fucking wine bar. But anyway, that was also not what uh, everybody was talking about on Twitter. Of course, people were thinking that, oh no, the end is near for Twitter. Twitter will shut down soon <clears throat> because he's letting go of everybody that's running Twitter and all that. And Twitter will just crash without these people. So a lot of furries. And actually, you know, a lot of people overall, they were posting like, oh, no, it's been great to see all of y'all on Twitter. Please follow us on Mastodon. You know, I decided, yeah, I'm not going to follow along with this bullshit. I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to stay on Twitter. Everybody was dooming and glooming, thinking that Twitter was going to shut down on Saturday morning and be nothing. Right. Yep. And oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, Twitter is still there. Oh, still up and running. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. Twitter is still there. Uh, Twitter is still working. Twitter is still running. You know what it reminded reminded me of? It reminded me of the whole Y two K shit. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, the end is near. The end is near. Save yourselves. And everybody's jumping on and thinking, "Oh yes, we'll go to Mastodon." You know. <clears throat> I don't really care about anybody who jumps ship to go to Mastodon. I really don't. Um, I don't either. And we'll talk more about and we'll talk more about this in a bit. But um, a lot of these people have built up huge followings on Twitter, and a lot of these people, you know, these followings include people who are furries, but also a lot of non-furries, a lot of normies. They just kind of enjoy the content. Mm-hmm. And when they shift over to Mastodon, let me tell you, so many people, so many people think that, oh, well, Mastodon is just Twitter, except without being Twitter. Mm, not quite. Nah. <laughs> not quite. <clears throat> not quite. So tw Mastodon and Twitter are kind of two different things. They're, they're very similar. They're very similar in structure. In which, you know, they're both microblogging platforms, but they're different in 
very nuanced ways. So Twitter, when you send out a tweet, unless you're shadow banned or or you're you're limited somehow, you know, that tweet goes on Twitter and anybody on Twitter can see the tweet. In fact, even better, you can Google search your tweet. Anybody on the internet can see your tweets. And Twitter is accessible online and on an app. Mastodon, not quite. Not quite. So in Mastodon, you join what is called a federated system, where this group of people are basically within their own little community. Okay? Mm -hmm. And everybody in that community just kind of is in within the same server, basically the same instance. They can they can jump to other instances, but mostly they stay within the same instance. They communicate within with people within the same instance, and they send posts, and it's within the instance, whatever. And Mastodon has kind of just kind of created these echo chambers. These instances are more or less echo chambers. They're servers. They're servers. They're different servers based on different communities, based on different interests. But more or less, they're echo chambers. Like, there is a Mastodon instance that's totally furry populated. But, see, that's the thing. It's like, you cannot Google search any of your Mastodon toots. Yeah, that's what they call it, toots. Wait, you're not making that up? It's toots? No, 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 I'm not making it up at all. You know, when you send out a tweet, you know, a, a Twitter... <laughs> A Twitter, a piece of Twitter that you that you release out into into the Twitter sphere is called a tweet. Okay, in Mastodon, a piece of of Mastodon a content that you release into the Mastodon instance is called a toot. <laughs> toot. <laughs> oh, they're just farting that out. There. And then if and then if you and then if you like that toot, you like that toot, and then uh, you want to spread it <laughs> to other people, you retoot it. <laughs> You retweet it. I'm sorry. I, I'm too immature for this. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? You know, feel free. I, feel I free. Can't. You're probably not the only person that's laughing about it. And I've heard people is like, you know, people would take Mastodon a little seriously if they didn't call their fucking tweets toots. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you call them farts? <laughs> We're going to sit out a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, That's what we should do. We should do a complete. We should do a completely different social media platform, a microblogging platform called uh, Cheeker. Cheeker, I guess. Yeah, Cheeker. Yeah, Cheeker. You know, uh, after cheeks. Yeah. And then you know, and then if I wanna, and then if I want to uh, release any, uh, release something into the the Cheeker universe, I just like. Prrr, and then fart. Yep. Just, just <laughs> fart it out. Yeah. And then suddenly, suddenly, yeah, yeah. My, my ideas will suddenly <laughs> into the into the internet. You're just passing gas along. The, you know, You're just passing gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And if you if you like it, you sniff it. That's that's what it is. You sniff it. And then if you if you really like it and you want other people to see it, you refart. Refart. It. <laughs> You smelt it, you dealt it. Melt it, you dealt it. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what the retreat should um, be. But <laughs> but a lot of people are jumping ship off Twitter to go to Mastodon, and they're realizing very quickly that 
Mastodon is not like Twitter. It's not, it's very different. And I'm just I have to ask, why on earth are people thinking that Mastodon is better when there's so many points in which it's not very user friendly? It's not like Twitter. They have an app. Mastodon has an app. But I've heard from users that it is so clunky and hard to use that they don't even use the app. They use the web form. Hmm. They use Mastodon solely on the web. And furthermore, you cannot share your toots. <laughs> you cannot share your... You can't pass the gas. Very easily. No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, but you can't share your toots on Mastodon outside of, outside of the Mastodon instance. It's very clunky. Now, to, from instance to instance, yeah, there is a system that you can do that with, you know, instance to instance, but it involves, it involves like copying and pasting the parts of the URL, and they have this complicated uh, menu that you have to click through 30 different menu options to get to what you need to do. And I'm like, why do this? Why do this? Why, how? Who thinks this is better? Yeah, that's a lot of extra stuff. Who honestly to do the same thing on Twitter? Yeah, it's like turning your bicycle into a Rube Goldberg mechanism and thinking, "Oh yes, this is better." <laughs> Look at it. Look how complex it is. Yeah. Like I do not respect anybody for turning something simple into something complex. Twitter is simple. Yeah, Twitter is simple and easy to grasp for anybody. And Mastodon took that entire idea and said, yeah, I'll make it better, and instead made it more complicated for anybody to get and for anybody to use. So I'm like, where is it better? I get that furries are, are switching to Mastodon, but what makes it better? Why switch? Why deal with this crap? You know, they're on their fourth iteration. There's like, it's Mastodon like 4.03 or something. And nobody at Mastodon HQ looked at this and said, yeah, we probably need to fix this. No, no, they think it's pretty damn good. <laughs> I don't, why? They're proud of their shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I don't get it. I just don't. I truly don't. And not only that, um, if you were listening this weekend on the Higher Mama podcast, I was on there and we were talking about Mastodon. Uh, because a one user, I think it was, um, I don't remember if it was Barbecue Skunk. It was a great moment speaking with Barbecue Skunk and Parker Aina, but uh, it was somebody else that we were talking about that they had a Mastodon account, and they got deleted, and they essentially got uh, an email back from the the mod of the Mastodon instance saying that, oh, well, if we want to reinstate your account, you've got to pay them in Monero. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah, this is some Godfather shit. Damn, that's some Italian shit there. Fuck. Yeah. That's mafia. Like, can you imagine... Monero. Yeah, you want, you want your Mastodon... You want your Mastodon account back. You gotta pay me. You gotta make it worth my time to unban you. Yeah, you gotta pay. And then you gotta kiss my ring. That's some Godfather shit there. That is. That is. And I'm like, if this, if these are the people running Mastodon, I want nothing to do. Hell with no. This. I've seen, I've seen Godfather too many times. No. No. 
And uh, finally, of course, you know, I've been teasing about this all all the time. Oh, you teased. The whole time. Yeah, I've been teasing. I've been teasing. I need to stop that, but I need... But, you know, I'm an entertainer. First and foremost, I'm an entertainer on this podcast. You can feel free to fact check anything I say and, you know... Keeps me frosty. Yeah, frosty. As Dan Bongino would say, keeps me, yeah, keep me yeah, frosty. Yeah, keeps me frosty. That's exactly how I want to be. That's exactly how I want to be. I want to stay frosty, my friends. But, um, so, of course, we had another major event happen this weekend. Very sad event over at Colorado Springs, where a lone gunman went into a gay nightclub called Club Q and decided to shoot up the club late at night, early in the in the wee hours of the morning. We have to thank goodness. We have to thank goodness that uh, there was a civilian who stood up, a very brave individual who stood up and decided to do something about it. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for that guy. Oh yeah, what was his name? Did you get yeah, his name? Yes, Tux? I did. Uh, Richard Fierro. Yeah, Richard Fierro. He was uh, he was a former service member. Yep. And he was trained, and when he saw what was happening, he did not stand by and uh, and let the the gunman take you know go loose on on these people. He decided to take action. He absolutely decided to take action, and we're so thankful that he did. And not only that, but uh, there was a drag queen also that decided you know she was going to stomp on the dude while he was down. Yeah, Mr. Fierro, he uh, he held him down, and then the drag queen came by and just you know stomped on him and crushed him with his heels. <clears throat> but anyway, you know I don't want to make light of of death or loss or tragedies like this, and I'm not going to. This is this is you know that's not that's not my that's not me. That's not my style. I'm never going to do that. I don't particularly see any light in in uh, tragedies like this. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I'm not making any line of it. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I don't want to make jokes about it either. But I I do want to just, like, wag my finger at all the Twitter, all the people on Twitter, because because there were so many people, there were so many tweets that I saw that were absolutely adamant that they knew why this was happening. They knew exactly why this was happening and who they needed to point the finger at. And yet, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want to make very, very clear. The police did not release a motive. Let me repeat that. The police did not release a motive. And yet, at the same time, we had media figures and other furry furry Twitterites just basically saying, oh, yeah, it's because of those right-wingers. It's because of Tucker Carlson. It's because of... Chaya Raichik from Lives of TikTok, all those people, and they've made this rhetoric so harmful for queer and trans people that this happened. Oh no, it's a it's it's a right winger from 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 MAGA land <laughs> that's coming to shoot up all the all the trans kids. Oh no, arm up, y'all. This is war. <laughs> the rhetoric was just insane. Oh yeah. I want to be very respectful here because you know I'm I'm th- I'm stepping on a very thin line here. But I want to be respectful to the families and the friends who lost loved ones here in the shooting because you you're going through a very traumatic 
moment here. And I don't want to make light of that, ever. And, you know, I feel very sorry for their loss. I do too. Especially, and uh, this is a traumatic event that will probably last for the rest of their life. Yeah. Uh, and it will for especially that uh, Army uh, veteran because uh, that was his daughter was dating the guy that did get shot and he died. Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely going to leave a hole in the hearts of a lot of people. Yeah. But I'm sorry, but what was not productive was immediately pinning blame on Republicans and people and people on the right for what they thought led to this. And people saying that, oh, no, it, it was definitely Tucker Carlson. It was definitely right wingers, blah, 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 blah. Like none of this is none of this is productive. None of it. Yeah. How does that? How does that help a grieving grieving family? How? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at yeah. all. They just they get off on rage and they get off on revenge or whatever. And and I'm just like, you've got to calm your tits because I saw so much Fed posting, so much Fed posting on Twitter about this shooting, and I'm like, you know, I know that tensions are running high, but please, for the for the love of fuck. Don't say shit that would tip off the feds. I mean, it should be pretty damn obvious. Don't say shit that would tip off the feds. Yeah, you would think it would be. Yeah, you would think. But no, that, that's not stopping certain people. Yeah. They just want to keep blaming. They just want to keep blaming Tucker and uh, libs of TikTok for the problems that are created within the the gay community or the LGBT community or the furry community. They want to keep blaming people who think that groomer is a an umbrella term for all LGBT people, where it's absolutely not. They want to blame the very people who think that. Drag Queen Story Hour is totally okay and safe for children and taking your kids to a X-rated drag show is totally cool and fine. Folks, you got to pay attention. You've got to pay attention. You've got to start asking questions about the world around you and what you have been told is the truth. Because I guarantee you the world is going to change in an instant if you're not paying attention and you're going to be wondering, how did this happen? We try to tell you. Shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that this shooter was known by our law enforcement agencies and our law enforcement agencies surprisingly did not do anything about the shooter. Where did we hear that before? Oh yeah, Uvalde. Yeah, Uvalde. And here it is again. Another tragedy that could have been prevented and wasn't by the very people that we entrust to help prevent these tragedies and to keep us safe. And then what is going on with Balenciaga? What's underneath the surface might surprise you. It might surprise you at just how deep it goes. But you'll never ever know 
what is happening under the surface? If you keep on getting distracted by stupid, piddling bullshit, like Elon Musk sending a Twitter employee this email saying, do you want to keep working for Twitter and work hard for Twitter, yes or no? And bitching about it as if Elon Musk is the scum of the earth for spending $44 billion of his own money on a website instead of the government spending $19 billion of your money to a corrupt country. Again, pay attention. There's going to be distractions. And if you're not asking questions, you're complicit. You need to ask questions. You need to learn more about what is going on in the world around you. And I also want to finally end by saying that because it's Thanksgiving, I do want to just give a little Thanksgiving address and just talk to everybody because I know that everybody's going to be going to Thanksgiving dinner or they're going to have Friendsgiving. And that's, you know, that's great. That's great. That's really good. But I do urge you to think about your own life and where you can be thankful for what you have in your life. I've seen a lot of people that has, that their lives have completely changed in 2022. And for a lot of people, their lives have not changed for the better. But for others, their lives have changed for the best. And they're living their best life right now. Thank everything that led to that moment. If your life went to a better life in this year, Think about all the things that got to that moment. Think about all the hard work you did. Think about all the sacrifice that got you to where you are now. And be thankful. And for everybody who is in the Colorado Springs area, I just want to just say that uh, maybe you walked out of there just before that happened. Maybe you were planning to go, but you had other plans. Maybe, maybe you completely just slept off it, you know, didn't really think much of it until the very day after. And for some of you who were there, it's very easy to look at it and say, that could have been me. That should have been me. I'm telling you, I'm begging you, don't think about it as it should have been me. Be thankful. For a lot of you, fate has better things in store for you. Think about your life in a more positive light right now. Now that you have escaped death. And I really hope that for anybody who needs to speak to somebody, that you reach out. Don't let this moment consume you and consume your life. Speak to somebody. Let it out. And Please, please, don't ever be that one person who says, it should have been me. It, no, 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 no. If it wasn't you, thank goodness it wasn't. Thank goodness it wasn't one more. And thank goodness that that army veteran was there to make sure that it wasn't you who was another victim. Thank you again for listening to Unleash. This is our... So I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving whether it be with your family, whether it be with your friends. I hope that you have a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving. 
We'll be back on Monday. We'll be enjoying our Thanksgiving weekend. I think we'll be back in the FJB studios to record on Sunday evening. But also feel free to follow us on Twitter for the best memes and other information on the furry fandom or what is important to the furry fandom. And also feel free to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Anyway, thank you again for listening to another episode of Unleashed. Have a happy Thanksgiving and good night. Good night, y'all. Follow us online on Twitter, twitter.com slash lifty unleashed. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Unleashed is brought to you by executive producer Brandon Squire, hosts Lifty Husky and Texiote. Produced at the FJB Studios, Seagirt, Maryland. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the respective views of the hosts and guests only. Unleash! Why are you running? <laughs>